98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. We're going to start our top stories of the day today with the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll talk about their game against Kansas City in a moment. First, the Diamondbacks released their full 2023 schedule today. Normally not a huge deal. The only reason we bring it up, this is the first year of the new schedule yeah. where the Diamondbacks will play everybody next year. I love year. it. I love it. Every I mean, team in yeah. baseball. Yeah. So less games against the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, and Rockies opens up the ability to play the Yankees, the Red Sox, and every other team. I mean, so I, I actually really enjoy So one year you'll play at New York. The next year they'll come here. Yes. One year you'll play at Boston. The next year they'll come here. I think it's great. This year, Boston will be here. Cleveland will be here. Tampa Bay here. Baltimore and the Astros here. The Diamondbacks will be on the road against the Blue Jays, Twins, Yankees, White Sox. So oh, that, isn't that cool? Like the Red Sox are coming here. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I think this is great. I think this is one of the best parts of the CBA yes. and the agreement the players and totally the owners I think this totally is really, really good. Yep. Uh, Diamondbacks, as I mentioned, taking on Kansas City. But the big news, and we'll probably talk more about this in Diamondbacks on deck coming up in a little bit. Troy Lovello announced about a half hour ago, Madison Bumgarner's spot in the rotation is going to be skipped this time through the rotation. It's performance-based. He's going to tweak some things with Brett Straub and the pitching staff before returning against Philly. $23 million next year, $14 million, and then bye-bye. $37 million. Yeah. Because it's a, start taking a collection, maybe a GoFundMe, and we can get rid of him now. But uh, $23 million next year, $14 million a year after that. And I don't think you're going to raise a lot of money on that GoFundMe. I actually might. Thought. You think so? If you're yeah. if you're leading the charge. Yeah. Diamondbacks KC tonight. Zach Gallen gets the start. He of the 21 and a third scoreless Man. innings, consecutive scoreless innings. See how far he gets with that streak tonight. He's been great this year. Sure has. 5-10, first pitch over an ESPN 620. Chet Holmgren injured his foot at Jamal Crawford's Pro-Am. According to Sham Sharania, exams showed that the big man uh, from Gonzaga has potentially torn ligaments in his foot. Timetable is being determined based on further evaluations. Already somebody that size with a foot injury and red flags, you can, maybe they're not flying yet, but you can see people getting ready to hoist him a little bit that he's already hurt. There had been some concern that given his kind of freakish size and that that he might be Yeah, I mean, he's a toothpick. Yeah, that he might be at risk for foot injuries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, that's not a good sign. Talented player, though. Football news. Hall of Fame quarterback and subject of maybe one of the greatest sports photos of all time, Len Dawson. Lighting up the uh, cigar with the fresca. (laughs) That's right. And between at halftime of the Super Bowl. Halftime of the Super Bowl. He's sitting on a folding chair. His... Jersey is covered with mud. He's smoking a cigarette and drinking a fresca. fresca (laughs) Considered one of the most iconic uh, sports sports photographs of all time. For somebody our age, I'll tell you how I remember Len Dawson the most. Yeah. The host of Inside the NFL on HBO. Oh, yeah, of course. Because back in the 80s, him and Nick Bonacani. Nick Bonacani. That was the only way you could get highlights of other NFL games in the 80s. This is before sports. Totally remember that. Totally. Like you would, you would like. Okay, inside the when is inside the NFL on? Because I, I want to see the highlights the from all the games. It was I'm, such a popular show. Loved that show. That's what's so. your favorite sports photo? Oh, it's Ali. 
It's Ali. Ali and Liston? And standing over Liston, bar, you know, yelling at him. Oh, that's easy. My second favorite might be the freeze frame of Randy Johnson killing the bird in spring training. That might be my second favorite sports photo. My favorite time. is honestly the jockey on Secretariat looking, oh, looking back, back and saying, That's a good one, too. Anybody else in this race? Yeah, Where is everybody? Where do all the other horses go? <laughs> when he was like 30 lengths ahead. Speaking of old school football, former St. Louis Cardinals and San Diego Chargers coach Don Coriel selected as a finalist to join the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's the seventh time he's been in a finalist stage. Uh, he's more known as the coach of the San Diego Chargers, Eric Coriel, Dan Fouts, and, and all sure. of that. But of course, he was the St. Louis Cardinals, now Arizona Cardinals coach for, for a, a number, number of, of years. years. Yeah, he absolutely. was the St. Louis Cardinals coach for a long time in the 70s before he went to San Diego with Dan Fouts and had that great offense. He was there from 73 to 77. Five years, he went 42-27 and won. Hire him. Hmm? What was his record? 42-27-1. It's pretty good. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. Our top story of the day, though, the current coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Very pleased with how the joint practices went today in Tennessee against the Titans. He he was asked if he got what he wanted out of the one joint practice the Titans and the Cards had today. Um, lots of good energy. You felt the competitive fire from our guys. I thought they really turned up in the competition. And to go against another um, team and different people in one-on-ones was really good for them. And uh, we'll watch the film. A lot to clean up, but I, I really like the energy and I like the way that they competed. Yeah, I thought, that he thought his team brought the juice today. The biggest takeaway from today was no Antonio Hamilton. And it, we've gotten to this point with this cornerback situation where they're so thin at the position. And I, I really mean this is no disrespect to Antonio Hamilton, but we've gotten to this point where not having Antonio Hamilton out there on the field has suddenly become a big deal. Like, where is he? Because they, they they can't afford to lose any bodies at this position. He wasn't there yesterday before they left. Uh, Cliff said he was at the doctor's. Today, he was asked if there's any concerns with Antonio Hamilton and he played it cool. Uh, no, no, he's still being evaluated um, right now. Okay, evaluated okay. for what? Um, we'll let you know week one when we... See, I hate that answer. Hate that. I'm trying to find out now. Because that's just, that's ominous, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll let you know in a couple weeks when he's we'll on the you know injury report. Well, they don't have to tell us. They're not going to give you injury. They're not gonna, they don't have to give you anything on the injuries now until week one. But it's a concern now. And then listen, like I made a message to Steve Kahn, like you got to go get a cornerback now. Like you like it. Okay, now it's desperate times call for desperate measures. Like you got to get some guys in here. If there's any chance that Hamilton's not going to be ready for the start of the season, you're up against it already. Where a lot of everybody and everybody that evaluates this stuff says that's a weak link for the Cardinals is that cornerback spot. I think we all know that now. Antonio Hamilton talked a good game the other day about how good the cornerback room is. Yeah. But still, I think we'd all like to see them go out and get get one. I know for a fact that they are looking to trade for a cornerback. It takes two to tango, but I know they'd like to trade for one. They're willing to do that. Um, and that may be you know, time of the essence, right? I mean, we're running out of time here. you got to bring a guy in. Yeah, you do. You remember back during the mandatory minicamp when Cliff was asked about Rodney Hudson. Is his absence excused or unexcused? It's unexcused. And as soon as he said that, I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, Rodney Hudson's absence is is unexcused. Now, he ended up showing up, yes. obviously. Yeah. But in the moment, it was like, what do you mean is unexcused? You, you, he's not allowed to not be here? I 
kind of feel the same way about this answer. And, and here's what I mean by that. If it was a minor little calf thing, a minor little ankle thing, a minor little wrist thing, then he would have said, yeah, he's just got a little wrist thing. It's fine. He'll be back in a week. He didn't. He was secretive. He was kind of, uh, you know what? You, I don't want to tell you. I'll tell you in a couple weeks when I have to. That kind of mystery, trying to shroud the answer and the ability to, I don't have to answer that question, so I won't. That makes me a little nervous that it's that the Cardinals might need another cornerback now to start you know, the season, not just the one they're pursuing via trade. I think if we read between the lines with Cliff, if it's something that's pretty easy, say, yeah, he'll be back in a day. It's day to day. He'll be like, when you're out, when it is something that you don't worry about, he kind of tells you a little bit. That's exactly. Yeah, it's a calf. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll, 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 he'll be back okay. in a day. Yeah. yeah, he's just taking a day. Like, uh, Justin Pugh is a stinger. It'll be okay. But when he doesn't tell you, it's, yeah, he's being evaluated. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, sounds like the practice went really well. Uh, Byron yeah. Murphy had a couple of picks, one in the end zone. Byron there Murphy was a, had a pick. There was another player. The, one of the safeties had a pick six. pick six. Had a pick six. The DeAndre Hopkins had a nice one-handed catch. Andy Isabella, you know, looked, looked good out there. So it continues to play well. So there's some good things that came out of that. And Cody Ford looked big. Cam Cox of <laughs> Channel 12 said he looked like the Hulk it's out there. a large there. human being. <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks looking for their second straight win against the Royals. We'll get you ready for the game and tell you what's going on with Mad Bum next on the Burns and Gambo Show. David's Cliff. We we you trade a pick for our cornerback place like now, right away. Hurry. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM Arizona's sports station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck. Brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72sold.com and by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Grilled Cheese Double Burger for a limited time, only at Sonic. Diamondbacks in the Royals coming up later on this afternoon, just about an hour from now, a little under an hour from now, 510 first pitch. You'll hear it over on ESPN 620. We'll keep you completely updated on the game, of course, right here on the Burns and Gambo show as well. As the Diamondbacks go for the brief two-game sweep, if that's what you want to call it, wrapping up their series against the Royals today. And your pitching matchup for today's game is brought to you by Native Interiors. Your floors, your way. Text the word FLOORS to 620-620 for more info. Brady Singer gets the start for the Royals. The righty is 6-4 and four with a good ERA, 3.27. Sure. Zach Gallen getting the start for the Diamondbacks. And boy, where would they be without him? The righty is 9-2 and two with a 2.78 ERA. Has not given up a run since August 2nd against the Cleveland Guardians. Three straight scoreless appearances. No, for looking for his 10th win of the season. And you just you look at how well he's pitched. And you just take the month of August. He is oh, he allowed three earned runs against Cleveland on August 2nd. Seven innings, no runs against Pittsburgh. Seven innings, no runs against Colorado. Seven and a third innings, no runs against San Francisco. He has not given up an earned run in his last three games spanning over. Over 21 innings. Incredible. Yeah, 21 and a third. I think when it's all said and done, that's a scoreless inning streak right now. We'll see how far he's able to extend that. Since the All-Star break, Zach Gallen has the best ERA among qualified MLB starters. 0.92. I guess that's what comes with a 21 and a third inning, scoreless inning streak. You would expect something like that. So just the guy you'd want on the mound tonight against the Royals. And look at the matchup. Look at it over his last five home starts. Brady 
Singer, 1.67 ERA. He's 5-2 and two with that 3.19 ERA, but uh, he has been really good at Kauffman Stadium. Five wins, two losses, 3.19 ERA, but over his last five home starts, he's been electric. 1.67. So, good pitching matchup today. Just real quick about uh, last night's game. The Diamondbacks won. They beat the Royals 7-3. Zach Davies pitched well, 5-2 and two thirds. Torrey said under a different set of circumstances, he probably would have left him in there for one more batter so he could have finished up the sixth inning. Uh, he didn't. Five and two-thirds, only two hits, one earned run. It was a 1-1 game when he left, and then the Diamondbacks just absolutely got to that Kansas City bullpen. In particular, <laughs> Luke Weaver, who was just left out there to rot by Kansas City. And and I, I, I didn't watch much of the game, I'll admit it. You did, and, and it sounded like Luke Weaver looked a little rattled going up against his former teammates. I thought at one point after uh, after the uh, the the ball that was hit oh, for a, for a ground rule double at, that uh, drove in a run. I think it was a seventh and final run. The pitching coach comes out and I, it looked like Luke Weaver was about to literally about to be in tears. It looked like he was about to cry. He came out to pitch the ninth after he had been to pitch really poorly in the eighth, and he just took a beating. I mean, it was a terrible, terrible performance by Luke Weaver. I actually felt really bad for him, but for the Diamondbacks, they took advantage of that bullpen and they got the win. Yeah, another big night for Christian Walker, three hits, RBI double. Another big night for Alex Thomas, three hits. And now when you look among qualified National League rookies, boy, Alec Thomas is just all over that leaderboard. Third among qualified rookies in hits, seventh in runs scored, tied for fifth in doubles, tied for fourth in extra base hits. We think about him as a defensive whiz in center field, and he is. Offensively, he's putting up some of the better numbers among rookies in the National League. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be. He's going to be roaming center field for the Arizona Diamondbacks for a long time to come. This kid is going to be one heck of a player. Their outfield defense, I think, is as, as good as anybody's in baseball with McCarthy and Varsho out there. Just the speed that those guys have, the ability to track, but it's led by Thomas. He is a fantastic center fielder. All right, so the news about Mad Bum came down about an hour ago or so, and it came from Jody Jackson, who's with the team from Bally Sports. Jody Jackson on her Twitter account quotes, Tori Lovello just announced that Madison Bumgarner will be skipped this time through the rotation. He'll be working with Brent Strom to tweak some things and will return during the Phillies series, close quote. Chris Garagiola retweeted Jody Jackson and pointed out that Tory also said the decision was performance-based. Yeah. And I don't know what other explanation Tory would have. Well, just that it was, it was a tough decision to make, but it needed to be done. Is what I and I spoke with Tori today. So just a tough decision to make, but something that needed to be done. And I just reiterated that it's only going to be one skip in the rotation. He assured me it's just a one. Yes, okay. it's just one skip in the rotation, and he's going to be back. But a tough decision, but something that needed to be done. They they got it. They got to try to get him right. They've got him under contract for the next two years. So I, I did speak with Tori just a short time ago, and that was the explanation I got. Yeah, and, and that would have been the first thing I would have wanted to know the answer to. Is there even a possibility this could be more than no. just one start, and you're saying it's just one start. Just the one start. It's interesting, yeah. and I'm not saying that we're the impetus for these kinds of things, but we do get to talk to Tori every single week on the show. Two weeks ago, it was, hey, Tori, how much longer are you going to keep Mark Melanson as your closer? Right. Later that afternoon, he announced that Mark Melanson wasn't his closer anymore. He was doing it by committee. Yesterday, it was, hey, Tori, what's up with Mad Bum, and what are you going to do about it? And here we are a day later. Well, this is what we're going to do about it. Mad Bum starts going to get 
skipped the next time through. And they have an off day tomorrow, so everybody else stays on their regular rest, so it's kind of easy to do. We'll see. We'll see if it, you know, if it, if it, if the, the extra time working with the pitching coach can improve things. Maybe he needs a little rest. Maybe he needs a little blow. I, I, I don't know what it is, but Mad Bum will not pitch again until the Phillies series and his next start's going to get skipped. And you know what? Guy's got a seven and a half ERA over his last five starts. He, it has been a struggle for him. I mean, Albert Pujols said it took him for a home run the first time at bat, took him for a home run the second time at bat. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was an ugly performance by Madison Bumgarner on Saturday, and then he knows it. And I mean, he, he even said afterwards, he goes, I thought he was throwing the ball well. And obviously not well enough. Nope, clearly not. Time for a look down on the farm, and it's brought to you by Redbird Farms. You can't put a price on great taste. Diamondbacks affiliates in action tonight include Gambo's favorite, the Amarillo Sod Poodles, or in Corpus Christi. That game hasn't started yet. Visalia is hosting Rancho Cucamonga. Reno, the Aces, are in Sacramento. And my favorite, the Hillsboro Hops, they're in Vancouver tonight. They're not at the hop? They're not, they're not, they're not at, at the, the hop. hop. They're in Vancouver. Still one of the best logos in all of minor league baseball. Your MLB standings, they're driven by trucks only. The Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the lifetime engine warranty. Of course, we know the Diamondbacks, 29 games out of first place, well out in the wild card race. I wanted to take a moment just to look at the rest of the standings in baseball. Your division leaders right now are the Yankees, the Guardians, and the Astros in the American League. In the National League, it's the Mets, the Cardinals, and of course, the Dodgers. Of those races, the closest one is the National League East, where the Mets lead the Braves by a game and a half. Wow. Yeah. That has been, it looked like the Mets were going to run away with that thing, and the Braves came back, then the Mets opened up a five game, but then the Yankees just beat the Mets a couple of times and allowed the Braves to get back in it. That's a hell of a race. Yeah, it is. The next closest one is in the American League Central. The Guardians lead the Twins by three and a half games. Everything else, there's a little bit of distance. And just because we're talking about that, your wild card leaders right now in the American League, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Seattle. With no your, Baltimore? No Baltimore. The two games back of Seattle for the last spot. In the National League, it's Atlanta, Philly, and San Diego. The Brewers are only one game back of the Padres for the last wild card spot. Who do you want to make it, the Brewers or the Padres? Um, Which former Diamondback manager player do I want to root for on this one? I, I, you know what? I root for the... I, I, I kind of like to see the Padres get there. Okay. They're, they're fun to watch. I mean, the, the Tatis thing has been kind of a bummer, but I they're fun to watch. Seattle fans, I'd love to see the Orioles get in. Uh, that would be fun. Yeah. Let's get you a key to tonight's game. Listen, man, I need you to be the key master. I am the key master. D-backs Keys to the Game, presented by Mist America, home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit mistamerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow. All right, Burns, you know, the, uh, the Royals are not hitting very well. 182 batting average in the last 10 games. But there's one player, you saw him rip a triple last night. This guy's got an incredible bat. Bobby Witt Jr., 17 home runs on the season, 61 RBIs. Bobby Witt Jr., in the middle of that lineup, he's a guy that Zach Gallon is going to have to contend with. He's one of the bright young players for the Royals. So I would just be a little careful when pitching to Bobby Witt Jr. because I totally expect this is going to be a pitcher's duel and may come down to a one-run game. 5-10 first pitch over on ESPN 620. If you've got uh, an opportunity, please subscribe to the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. It works like all of your favorite podcasts. You subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android, and you'll never miss any of the show. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast, and it's brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home.
home, go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. The Suns still won 64 games last year. They still brought back DeAndre Ayton. Did they really need Kevin Durant? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Thirty in the afternoon here on the Burns and Gambo Show. It is time to get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. And for that, we send it back to Eric Ruby. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right. Uh, the Twitter poll question of the day. And Mr. Ruby, this stage is yours. What do you got for us? I really want to know what Gambo has to think about this one. Gambo? <laughs> G- Gambo, are you there? He's, he's walking in right now. It's fine. It's all. I know. I know. I'm just giving him. Just it's giving him a little all, fun. It's all good. It's Let all us. good. Uh, uh, just talking about the Twitter poll question today, which we haven't even revealed yet. What do you have for us? Waiting for the great John Gambadoro to walk into the room to tell you guys our poll question today is about the recent theme and Cardinals acquisitions. Do you feel like them collecting former OU players, college teammates of Kyler Murray, will pay off in the long run? Simple yes or no? Yes, but let's not barely have it out of it. Yeah, you know? I mean, just continuity. They know they know him. I mean, it's on the offense, right? It's not like they're getting defensive players. So yeah. it's guys that have played with him and, and know him. So I think there's a, a little positive to yeah. that. Not much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's fine, you know. And and let's just not let it be a thing where that becomes you know like the big factor in determining who you're going to add. Did the guy play college ball with Kyler Murray or not? Because then he gets an overinflated sense of how much say he's got on the roster. So, but I do think it helps these guys have some familiarity with them. Yes. What's the audience say? 58.1%. So higher than last time, say yes. In the long run, this will pay off. 41.9% say no. Some think it's a gimmick. Some think it's good. I don't think it's a gimmick. I don't think Hollywood Brown is a gimmick. I don't think, you know, C.D. Lamb, had they drafted him, that wouldn't have been a gimmick. Um, Cody Ford, maybe you could argue, argue Cody Ford is a little bit of a gimmick, but How? I do think there's a... Just because there's he, a round pick. he just happens to be Kyler's teammate, and they happen to be guys. And, and not that it's they'll use him, but were there other guards they could have gotten? And was this like the tipping point that allowed them to choose him over maybe somebody else they could have traded for? I'm sure it didn't hurt yeah. that he was Kyler's teammate. Probably not, but I, don't, I would never say that that's a gimmick. I mean, they're not trying. They're trying to win football games. If they think he can help win a football game, they're gonna they trade. They're not gonna give up a fifth round pick for a gimmick. You're, tra- you're trading a fifth Fair. round pick because you think the guy can play. Fair. No, I, I I understand what you're saying. I just I I yeah. It's it certainly has something to do with the equation. I would think that they brought him in. All right, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. Uh, also at ArizonaSports.com, you can find kind of continuing commentary and reaction to the fallout. Kevin Durant. Clearly not going anywhere from the Brooklyn Nets. That we talked about a lot yesterday, and we continue to kind of tie up the loose ends to it. Two very good columns, if you will, to read on our website about it today. First and foremost, from our lead columnist, Dan Bickley, who made the point today with his column today that, in the exact words of the headline of the column, 
The Suns don't need Kevin Durant to win a championship next season. I love it. He wrote, quote, His presence would have come with a certain cost, a loss of innocence, an invalidation of the culture that has been at the root of 115 regular season wins and four playoff series victories in the past two years. The other side of hard? Durant would have represented the other side of easy. Yeah. Now, not, none of it would have mattered uh, at all to Suns fans celebrating a championship with the parade, like hard, easy, whatever. It's a championship. Like, what's been hard is that this organization's been around since the 60s and they haven't won anything. It's been hard to be a Suns fan. Yes, it like, has. that's what's been hard. <laughs> the other, well, it's been hard to be a Suns fan. I mean, the Celtic series in the championship, the Bulls series, um, and obviously up 2 nothing against Milwaukee. I mean, it's, it's been hard. So, if Kevin Durant and Kane, you know, nobody's going to apologize for Kevin Durant helping the Suns win a championship. Okay, maybe they bought it a little bit, but you know, Kevin Durant couldn't have done it by himself. Now, if they win it without him, I I totally think that it would mean more. I think it would mean more to me as a Suns fan that it's the homegrown guys of Booker and Aiton and Mikhail and Cam. And I mean, think about this. If you had traded Kevin Durant for a package that included Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, you are getting rid of two homegrown players that, oh, yeah. that, that are, you know, part of your, your part of your six part of your rotation. Core, part of your, core, your, core, yeah, your right. core guys. Yeah. So you would be kind of like, you know, selling out off homegrown guys to get a, a proven guy that could help you win. I do think it would mean more to me if they won it without Kevin Durant. It wouldn't mean as much more to me as it would to you. I, I'll concede it would mean a little bit more if they kind of stick with the plan and they win one. It, it would feel good. They would validate the plan. It would validate James Jones, Monty Williams, and their approach to the culture and the roster and how they've built it. I'm so desperate for one of these championships for the Suns. I, I really care very little about the how. I mean, I, I really do. Yeah, no, I get it. And they could go all mercenary, bring in a bunch of guys like Kevin Durant go win one and I, you won't catch me apologizing for 10 years no, Toronto's from now. not apologizing for going to get Kawhi Leonard for one year. No. Team, nope. A lot of teams don't, don't but you know, you know, it's there. You know, the Diamondbacks kind of bought a World Series. Sure. I mean, they went out and kind of bought it. Like, I they don't feel said, bad you know about what? it at all. We want to win right now. They bought a bunch of players and they won. I mean, none of those guys were like, they, they didn't develop, they didn't, hey, it wasn't Travis Lee and all the young Diamondbacks that Omar were winning Dahl it. And Omar Dahl <laughs> Yamil and Benitez. Oh and my God. Andy Bennis. And Kareem Garcia. Kareem <laughs> yeah, no, I I wasn't rooting for that team to win a World Series. I'm like, I'm rooting for a better team to win the World Series. I get what you're saying. Jeff I, Supon. I, uh, Jeff Supon. Oh, yeah. Um, Who was the other pitcher they got? He was very popular yet. Uh, he, uh, Brian, uh, Anderson. Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson. Jeff Supon and Brian Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't win. They weren't going to win anything with those guys. No, no. They weren't going to win anything. Hey, Andy Stankiewicz. Hanley Frias, I think, was on that Hanley team, Frias. if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. yeah God, I can, the fact Andy like, Stankiewicz, now the head coach of U.S. Oh, I know. I know. I saw that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. So, I look, Dan's column, and, and he speaks a lot about the culture. And he even writes, look, the loss of JaVel McGee hurts. The return of Dario Saric helps. The addition of Damian Lee comes with a hearty endorsement of Steph Curry, who's also his brother-in-law. Booker is ascending. Aiton, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, they're all good, and they can get better. And they can put their hard feelings aside, if they even have any, and, and go out and play even better this year. I, I think for me, and, and it, it was a really well-written column, I think for me the biggest thing... Would you expect anything less from, from Dan Bickley? Bickley? I mean, it's it's either perfection or it's not being printed. Okay? <laughs> well, it's not it's being Dan printed. Bickley. It's not being printed because it's just all online. 
I printed it out earlier. <laughs> that's just you. That's just you uh, printing. It. That's just you printing the internet. Oh, you don't okay, need yeah. to print the internet, <laughs> like that progressive commercial, <laughs> like that progressive commercial where the, the guys. Uh, you're, if you're afraid you're turning into your parents, he's like, uh, Dan, you don't need to print the whole internet. It, you know. Oh man, is there a commercial like that? Oh yes, there is. Oh, I didn't see that. Where he's walking around telling people they're turning into their parents, and one guy yeah, is yeah. like, I printed out all this stuff about progressive and their rates. Dan, you don't need to print the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same uh, one where he offers him a hundred dollars yeah. if he can tell him what frozen item he pulled out of his freezer. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you tell me what this is. It's a meatball. I didn't know it was. It was. It's those those commercials are See, the best. I'm the, I'm the I'm that guy where everybody is trying to get me to switch to paperless on my like your bills and everything. Won't no. do it. No. Send me paper. I want a paper copy of everything. I want a paper copy of my American Express bill. You know, I want a paper copy of everything. I tell you, that, send me the paper copy. I tell you that you're turning into your parents, but I think you've kind of always been like oh, this. Man. I, I don't really think you've. I, I think this is just you and who you are. I don't yeah. think you're changing in anything. So like, do you want to do like when you go to like you go to Dix and you buy a whole bunch of stuff? Do you want a paper receipt or an email? I'm going like I. Just give me the paper receipt. Oh yeah, I always go. I do it in email. I I don't even. Oh, I don't keep it in an I email. I don't even think I keep receipts anymore. I mean, there's just unless it's like something big that I might need to return that's expensive and they might need some kind of documentation. The receipt at Dick's. Do you want paper or email? Neither. I'm good. You keep it. You're fine. You got to bring it back. Uh, then, well, I mean, I guess if I have to bring it back, I'll say email just in case uh, I have okay. a copy right, of it. But, but, you know, for the most part, it's just like, yeah, I'm right. good. I don't need a receipt. Um, and then you get too many emails or your company says, hey, we're going to get rid of all your emails that <laughs> aren't within two years. You're like, what? <laughs> I don't have another email. Gambo. I don't have one. We're really going inside behind the Iron Curtain here on this one. Gambo is freaked out about that. They, they sent us a memo a couple of weeks ago. On this date, we're deleting every single email out of your file that's older than two years. I'm like, and, what? And Gambo lost his mind. Like, my emails go back to 2007. Like, I showed you. You don't have any emails? I gotta go, like, copy and I don't send have another and e- I don't have and... another email account. <laughs> I don't have, like, another email account. <laughs> he's literally gonna be printing the internet. He is, <laughs> right? No, he's no, what he's done, he created another email my account. Wife did. And now he's forwarding yeah. thousands of emails. But as of yesterday, I had no other email. I just have this. That's all I have. And I got this. <laughs> this, this is my email. What's your email? Here, this one. You just keep Gambo at ArizonaSports.com. That's my email. That's I don't have any other email. <laughs> you just keep being you, man. Just announced comedian Tom Segura. He's headed to Celebrity Theater for a special Netflix taping of his new world tour. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. You can win a pair of tickets right now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. Is Oregon already one foot out the door to the Big Ten? Uh-oh. Some concerns next on the Burns and Gambo Show. That there is Progressive's Home Quote Explorer website where I compared home insurance rates. We don't need to print the internet. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Well, this is not encouraging news from the Pac-12. Oh, this is according to a report from Brett McMurphy from the Action Network. He used to be with ESPN. I know him as a college football insider. He's been around for a number of years. He was a guest on WJOX 94.5, and he was talking with them about Oregon and whether the Big Ten will potentially accept the Oregon Ducks. 
And when asked if the Big Ten potentially will accept the Ducks, his quote was, I'm fairly confident they will do that, close quote. And he went so far as to basically describe what Oregon's going through right now as a job interview with the Big Ten. It's not this simple, but it's almost like a job interview (laughs) in a way where Oregon's going to the Big Ten and saying, okay, this is what I have to offer. Uh, this is what our school has to offer. This is what we would bring to the Big Ten. And the Big Ten, you know, looks at everything, you know, obviously checks the references uh, and that sort of thing. And then, you know, the Big Ten ultimately will make that decision if if they want to bring Oregon in. I know you've never had an interview for a job in your life. Are you familiar with the concept of what Oregon is doing right now with the Big Ten? And a job interview? Yeah, you've never interviewed for a job in your entire life, have you? No. No, I never had a job interview. Ever? Even when you were young? Never had, no, I never had a job interview. I worked for the mob. There's no interview there. There's no job interviews with the mob? No, I worked for the Castellano family. No, I, there was no job they interview. Didn't, they didn't go make you, you know, chop off some They're big on or? nepotism in the crime boss industry. <laughs> That's true. You know what? In the, in the mafia industry, nepotism is a very big deal. Yeah. It's it's pretty much the family kind of business. You know, you hire the kid with the kid and, with the kid and with the kid. My father's, my father and my uncle were in the Colombo crime family, and my mother's side was the Gambino crime family, and I didn't work for either one of them. I worked for the Castellano family. Must have made those family dinners really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) How how was your day at work, Johnny? It was fine, Mom. Anything you want to tell us? No, not really. I I I never had a job interview. I want to be able to start my car tomorrow and not have a blow up. No, nothing really I want to tell you. You never interviewed for a job once? I never had a job interview. I thought maybe when you went respectable you, you you know, it might have been a job somewhere the, the the job, The first real job I had was Newsday as a sports writer and my friend got me the job so like my friend Greg Sarah Greg got me the job so I didn't have a job interview like you know all right well, I was connections I get to know somebody okay so the concept of a job interview yeah. is that Oregon right now apparently is is selling itself to the big 10 here's why you should hire me here's why you should include well, me why do they need to sell them I mean you ever you know what Oregon brings to the table either you want them or you don't I think a lot of it is and and I thought the most interesting thing about this was just the belief that that one of the issues with USC and UCLA bolting is that you've got this incredible like long travel now and all this stuff that's going to be hard for them. How do you make it easy? You add more teams from this area into the Big Ten. You expand the Big Ten to 20 teams. Get ahead of because the SEC can't go to 20 right now because the SEC wants ACC teams yeah. and they're kind of locked into this right of refusal thing that's going to take a while for them to be able to get out of it unless a great lawyer figures it out. So that was the most interesting thing to me is that that is the best the best way to help USC and UCLA is to give them some or give them a couple schools that are out here to make the travel a lot easier on certain weeks. Yeah, and the ones that are mentioned the most often, obviously Oregon, certainly Washington, but even more locally for the Southern California schools, the Bay Area schools, Stanford and Cal, Cal you know, and, and there's already been a whole bunch of, you know, UCLA and Cal splitting up and is UCLA going to be allowed to leave? You and I both think they They're will, gonna but it's going to be a leave. fight. Yeah, this, Stan- The Pac-12's dead. I mean, the Pac-12's dead. I mean, Oregon and Washington want out. We know they do. And this this just confirms it. They could sit there with the George Klyovkov Pac-12 press conference and smile and smile and smile, all that thing. But in the, but what are they doing behind closed doors? They're trying to get the hell out of here. Sure. They're seeing how much money USC and, well, USC and UCLA are going to make, what, between 80 and and $100 million? Yeah. 
You're going to sit here and take 30 or 35 or 40 when you might be able to leave and get 80 to 100 if they invite you in? Sure. You're gone. And if ASU were in a position that Oregon were in, they'd be doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. If they were you, coveted you would like that, they'd be doing exactly the same thing. And I'd want them to, too. And so would you. Yeah. They're just not in the position to be able to do that. And even beyond the money, and, and I'm not sitting here and saying it's not about the money. It is about the money. But even beyond the money, if this thing goes the way that everybody thinks it could go, you're going to have the Big Ten with 20 teams. You're going to have the SEC with 20 teams, and that's, that's going to be, be it. No, it's going to be a big two. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. it. That, that's because it. the SEC is going to raid from the ACC, right? So the SEC, the schools that they want is they want North Carolina, Virginia, Clemson, Florida State. So they're just going to wait until they can raid from the ACC. So then the ACC is done. The Big 12 will still be relevant, but it's not going to be at the level of SEC. Oh, no. We, listen, we used to have six power conferences, and now we have five because the Big East went away. Now it's going to go to four because the Pac-12 is going to go away. The Pac-12 is going away. It's going away. It's, it's, it can't survive long term. Short term, a year or two, maybe. But the second the Big Ten offers anybody in the Pac-12 a spot, they're out of here. Yeah. Now, what the Pac-12 can do to delay it is come up with their media rights deal with ESPN or whoever, and that kind of locks in Oregon and Washington for five years, seven years, depending on how long they can make that deal. But, yeah, I mean, this is where – look, this is what this is headed towards. Two – Super power conferences, each with 20 teams, and that's where college football is going to reside. It's going to be like the AFC reside. and the NFC. And that's it. No, that's what it's going to be. It's exactly. going to be like the and, AFC and, and the NFC. And those other teams will continue to exist. ASU football will still have a football program. They just they won't be in that 40-team club. And, then, and, that, and you're not going to be able you know, you're not going to be able to compete. No. Okay, if you're making 20 million and everybody else is making 80 to 100, Come on. Well, especially especially if those two divisions go away from the NCAA and and ease up on the rules that the NCAA, yeah. you know, then they're mm-hmm. then they're playing by a totally different set of rules than the other they're schools kick are. The NCAA to the curb. Yeah. yeah I, 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 the, if the if the if ASU and U of A and Colorado and Utah go to the Big 12, they won't make 20 million. They'll make more than that. And you know, maybe they can make 40 or 50, but they're not going to make 80 to 100. Yeah. We'll see how quickly this thing happens with Oregon, but certainly it's troubling to think that it's going to come up. Uh, I just want to mention this real quick. <laughs> the uh, the rivalry between U of A and Arizona State, since we're talking about Pac-12, just went to another level. So, you know, you've got these NIL clubs, right? This is, this is, this is the funniest this story. Is really good. This comes from Ralph Almsden. Uh, we appreciate him passing this along on his Twitter account. Um, NIL clubs are basically fundraisers for teams, right? Because you can pay players now as long as they're sponsored by local businesses. So somebody created the Tucson NIL club financially supporting the 75 plus Arizona football players and joining the ultimate fan experience. The only problem was they misspelled Tucson when creating the website. Oh man. Instead of the C before the S they went with the S before the C. So it's how it's spelled how? T-U-T-U-S-C-O-N That's not how you spell Tucson. The C is before the S in Tucson. So some ASU fan, if all of this is correct, and it's coming Goodness. from Ralph, so I'm assuming it is. Yeah, Ralph's Ralph's, good Ralph's guy. pretty dialed in. Yeah. It, somebody, an ASU fan, quickly took the domain name of the correct spelling of Tucson for NIL Club, and now when you click on that link, you get this: Wildcats can't spell. Hashtag forks up. Nothing personal. No pity for the kitty. For the long-standing tradition of paying players, please visit the Tucson NIL Club with this one where Tucson is not spelled properly.
Bravo. That's so funny. Bravo. It's hilarious. That's so funny. It's absolutely hilarious. You but the thing is, he's not. Son? He actually points him in the right direction in the end. Oh, sure. He's being. Yeah, it's like, it's like hey, that's, that's what you want. Okay. Go there. Okay. But you misspelled Tucson. When we come. Or he might, might, want, might want 100 grand in order to spell the right name. To Maybe well, he's just taking money out of those poor kids' pockets if that's what he wants. When we come back on Burns and Gambo, Kyler Murray won't throw one pass this preseason. And yet the debate continues about whether he should or not. That's next. Burns and Gambo.